La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur. Hey, bonjour, rugby friends. I hope you are very well. Welcome to the French Rugby Connections with. Véronique Landieu and Mike Pierce. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hello, Véronique. Yes, very well. Thank you. Um, interesting weekend of rugby. Obviously, not very good if you're Welsh, but if you're French, I'm sure it's uh, it's happy days all round. And even better if you are English. But having said that, you know the English can thank France as well to help them out out of uh, winning. You know the uh, Six Nations. So uh, yes. Yeah, it seems a long time since that opening weekend, doesn't it? When when France uh, played so well to beat England at Stade de France, it seems like an absolute another lifetime. It feels exactly the same, and I remember as well when they beat the, the Welsh as well in the. Yeah, I in thought you, remember, you seem to remember that quite a lot. I <laughs> was very good. And to be honest with you, um, the, the main objective of Fabien Galtier right now, which is very surprising for other commentators, is, you know, he, he's, he's very logical, pragmatic, yeah. Yeah. and his aim of, um, of the Les Bleus right now is to make sure that they are consistent. Their objective is obviously you know, to win one game after the other, to learn lessons because they are such a young team, as yeah. you know, um, and uh, yeah, prove some consistency. But uh, obviously, uh, um, after the win uh, on uh, on Saturday, he said uh, during the press conf conference it was only the beginning, so it was was positive. But I did say, you know, he was a bit slightly disgruntled. He said, you know, we could have won that Six Nations yeah. if the points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that. Well, do you know, I, I spoke to him at the Six Nations launch, you know, in January before the tournament started. And I said to him, how many wins do you think, you know, what would constitute a successful tournament for you? And he said, to be honest, I just want the French public to fall back in love with the team and be proud of them. Well, I think he's certainly uh, certainly job done there. You bet. And especially with some charismatic characters such as uh, Antoine Dupont. Yeah. Toto is his nickname as well. I mentioned the Ministre de l'Intérieur last time, but his friends call him Toto. Okay. <laughs> and Roman Tamak. And also the other players that are very, very um, uh, crucial, such as uh, Virimi, um, Gael Ficou. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they're all young. You know, average age is 24 years old. And you know what I really like? They have that that hunger of winning, that passion. Yeah. Um, the only downside is, obviously, you know, they're like a bunch of puppies, you know, <laughs> to a certain extent. Young Cockrell, they, they, they've made, you know, lots of mistakes. You know, yeah, I think they sure. were 17, 17 penalties they conceded. Um, so they, they, they are aware that they need to go down to 10 at least. Yeah, you know. but the, 17 but, against Wales and 14 against um, Ireland. But, but you know, one thing France have got this time, which they haven't had in the past, is they've got strength in depth. When you look at Baptiste Saran on the bench as scrum half, you know, a couple of years ago, there were no French fly halves in the top 14. They were all imports. Well, now they've got Ntamak, they've got Jalibert, they've got Carbonell, they've got Bello. They've got some really great youngsters uh, competing for places. So that, 
in itself is going to is going to create a good team atmosphere and, and it's going to push them on to greater things. And it's Mike. It's definitely payback time because last time they flirted with success was in 2010 when they won the Six Nation, and the year after in 2011. They they came up a second, yeah. And afterwards, as you know, it was it wasn't so great rugby, you know. And the, to, as a French supporter, the lowest lowest point of being a supporter for me, in my opinion, happened in 2015 in Cardiff at the World Cup when France played against New oh, Zealand. Yeah. Of course, you know yeah. they played, they paid, they 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 lost by. Uh, by a large, um, uh, by a large number, but I felt I was so ashamed yeah. that some players, French players, decided to stay in the changing room instead of joining Guillaume Girado uh, and a few and few other yeah. players to thank their fans to come uh, to have come to uh, to Cardiff because yeah, you, know, that's, you have that's to think about cool, yeah. yeah I was I was absolutely gutted how dare they how can they behave that way you know they're they're professional thanks to the 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 public to their to their supporters they should pay attention so that was really the lowest moment and after that you know obviously there we had a few few bad years but now it's starting you know Fabien Gatier you're very lucky you spoke to him I only spoke to Jacques Brunel but I couldn't make it last time yeah um, it's very cold and I remember Fabian he's such a stylish guy he turned up in these skin tight jeans white trainers and what what looked like welding goggles, but you know he looks so cool. This guy, he's just <laughs> incredible. And you know he has created this this atmosphere, this this ambiance in the squad, along with Sean Edwards. You refer back to that incident in Cardiff. That wouldn't happen now because I think they value you know the support the French public are giving them, and they want to want to perform for them and their country. With of course the ultimate goal, which we have to remember. You know, there's no doubt about it. This team are aiming for the World Cup in France 2023. And I think everything is geared up to that. So I, I think, you know, if you think this is an end of term report, you'd have to say they're probably ahead of where they thought they would be. So, you know, there's so much more to come. I think it's really exciting times. You know, I'm Welsh, but as you know, I love French rugby, but I'm so excited about watching this team. And if somebody said to me, now you can go watch any international team in the world. I'd pick France, no doubt whatsoever. The game against Ireland was probably the best game of the Six Nations. Yeah, and the, and you know, the conditions were pretty poor as well, weren't they? But I mean, France now they've got established halfbacks. They've got some big ball carriers. They've got a solid scrum. They've got good line-out options. There's not really a weakness. In the team at the moment, okay, they you you could probably say discipline, but I mean that that will come, and that will certainly come under Sean Edwards. But you, you know they must be so pleased with where they are, and of course one thing I a lot of listeners won't know is there's a lot of money involved in the Six Nations. France by coming second get three point seven million pounds, which is quite. England get five million for coming first. I so say France get three point seven million. Ireland get 2.7 million, Scotland get 2.2 million, Wales get 1.7 million, and even poor Italy at the bottom, they get 1.2 million to to ease their troubles. So, you know, there's a lot of money involved as well. It is. So hopefully they will uh, uh, invest that into the grassroots games and into the 
the national team's uh, performance as well. No, I wasn't aware of that much. I know that uh, English players per match get uh, 17,500 pounds. Okay. It used to be 23,000 pounds a game. Yeah. In terms of how much a French player earn, I'm not too sure. I'll find yeah, that one day. Because yeah. I, think, I think the English players are the ones that are earning yeah, the they most. Should. I think England are probably the wealthiest union, aren't they? Um, interesting, though, we're talking about France and their impact on the Six Nations. Looking at the tournament facts, the top point scorer was a Frenchman, Emil and Tam... Not Emil. Okay. What's his name? And Tamak's first name. Roman. Roman. I'm, I'm thinking of his dad, you see. Roman and Tamak, Papa. top point scorer, 57. <laughs> top try scorer, the captain, Charles Olivon, with four tries. The top tackler was Bernard Larue with 87 tackles. So... You, Their success is shown in the stats. And uh, two French players, incidentally, played every minute of every French game. That was Charles Olivon and Gail Ficou. I saw that. And Antoine Dupont, I think he played most of um, most of the games. So well, most of... Uh, I think he, he only had... He, he played for about... I think there was... Sarin came on, on quite, yeah, quite at the end of most games, didn't he? But, I mean, what a, mm -hmm. you know, what a great guy to bring on. A very talented scrum half in his own right yes yeah absolutely talking about how stylish monsieur fabien galtier is of course he's french you know it goes with the territory you know me as well <laughs> yep my with my beret and my killer heels or whatever <laughs> um to, just to put them into the the atmosphere to give them some um Uh, so, some um, some inspiration on Wednesday evening. Fabien Galtier invited the former Stade Français owner Max Gazani, who is a very very uh, wealthy man, strong character. <laughs> yeah. Well, he used to own you know Stade Français, yeah. but he had to sell it off. But he's very well known, and uh, he, he, I, I have to say, I saw him. I saw him on the. Um, Uh, on um, watching the game in a, in a Stade de France during um, uh, uh, on, on Saturday evening, I said, "Oh, that that's interesting." But let's not forget that uh, Fabien Gatier played in Stade Français on the on the the tenure of um, of Max yeah. Max Gazini. So you know, there were that. I think they're trying to build a culture, um, and the good thing is, you know, they are a band of brothers. Yeah. You know, those French guys are they've got no egos. Um, they are all more or less the same age. Uh, Tamak and Dupont played uh, in the Toulouse Academy, yeah. I believe. And uh, yeah, they, there's a lot of mentor there. And it's a, yes, it's a good way. They are happy to be, to, uh, to play with each other, to play against each other. And um, yeah, it's, uh, the future is good. The future is bright. The future Orange. is very blue. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean the other games. Uh, just to just to touch upon England, obviously as everybody knows, crowned Six Nations champions. They beat Italy thirty four five in Rome. But I thought Italy in the first half that was probably the best performance they've given for quite a while, um, which is probably damning them with faint praise. But they did have a really good first half. But of course England stretched away. Ben Young's one hundredth cap. He scored two tries. And then, of course, there was the pretty dismal game in Llanelli in windy conditions where Scotland beat Wales 14-10. I mean, it was a 
pretty dreadful game. I can't imagine what it must have been like if you uh, if you were neutral watching that game. There were refereeing issues with a breakdown, but Wales were very poor. They looked underpowered up front. They were poor at the breakdown. They seemed to lack any attacking platform. And they just seemed very, very flat. There was just no sort of drive or ambition in them. It's, it's very worrying. I think that's their fifth defeat in a row now. And uh, you, know, you do wonder where they go from here. Their, their confidence must be rock bottom. And of course, Wales are one of those nations who, you know, have always been when playing in front of a, a packed crowd at the Millennium Stadium. It seems to to G Wales up, but that they've got to find a way to, to you know, charge themselves up in these empty stadiums because it's going to be a it's going to be a tough old autumn otherwise yes uh, lockdown will be finished quite soon in wales i believe the strict lockdown yeah. in place so hopefully they can start playing again you know training and uh, go maybe on the team building <laughs> Evening, something yeah, like that. Some, I go to a okay, pub internationally, I think, yeah. it's probably the best idea. Oh, well, <laughs> there are some sheep yeah. to go after. <laughs> but uh, um, the good thing is that because of France's uh, success in the Six Nations, and obviously, you know, it would have been so good if if they would have won, you know, in Murrayfield in February against Scotland, but, you know, c'est la vie. Uh, in the World Cup, uh, in the World uh, Ranking, they are ranked now number five. And what about no, Wales? France are actually fourth now. They've moved up from fifth. And oh, Ireland brilliant. have dropped Thank down you. from fourth to fifth. So they've sort of swapped swapped positions. Same with Wales and Scotland. Wales have dropped to eighth. And Scotland have moved up to seventh. Top three in the world still unchanged. South Africa, number one. New Zealand, number two. England, number three. But France now... Well and truly on the top table in the top four. Very good, very impressive. And do you know what happened one year ago? What happened one year ago? Yes, I think Wales beat France in the semi-final of the World Cup. Didn't they? <laughs> it was one year and a few days before that, but one year ago that was when South Africa. Oh yes, uh, yes. The, the Sorry, I don't know. I don't and, know why I mentioned uh, that. I was. <laughs> I was reading, you know, in the media Olympic today in terms of, you know, how happy, you know, Cheslin Kobe uh, uh, is to, to play for, for, for Toulouse. But, you know, for him to get into the, the box took him loads of tenacity and he was uh, full of praise for, uh, for, for the coach um, and, uh, and lyrical as well in terms of, you know, what rugby brings, you know, to a nation, yeah. how it helped. He tried to make a, a difference as, as much as, as it can. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, European rugby, Mike, tell me more about it. No, not European rugby. We're talking I about the autumn, autumn, autumn Nations Cup, I in, believe. Yeah, yes. that all kicks off yes. in a, a week on Saturday. Um France, well, actually, on a week on Sunday, France will be playing Fiji um, in Van. That's your home territory, isn't it? That's Brittany, isn't it, Van? It is indeed. I sent that message, you know, very quickly to uh, Andrew Merton. I spoke with a few weeks ago. I said, Merth, you know, you said to me, you really want to go to Brittany. 
now is the time, but yeah. <laughs> maybe not, because he likes that that place, you see. But uh, another time, uh, in terms of how many people will be allowed in the stadium, I'm not so sure. Yeah. It's strict lockdown, but Brittany is the area where they are the least amount of um, of uh, yeah. of COVID nineteen. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll so see. France then we'll plays see, yeah. Scotland the following week at Murrayfield, and the week after that, uh, they face Italy at Stade de France. All the home nations taking part. Um, there's a bit of a doubt over Fiji now because I noticed they've got quite a few. I think it's 16 COVID cases. So once again, you know, the, uh, COVID is rearing its ugly head, and you know the matches are subject, as is everything else, to to the pandemic. But for those of us in lockdown everywhere, it will at least give us some some top-class rugby to watch over the next month or so. And it will be on Channel 4 and Amazon That's Prime right. as well. Yeah. And, of course, mm-hmm. if you're a Welsh fan, you can watch it on S4C, <laughs> the Welsh language channel, live via your BBC iPlayer, and it's free. You should do the commentary <laughs> there. You know, I would have to write to the station there. Hey, you know, Mike knows a lot about France, you know. Or would it be your friend uh, Jiffy? Jiffy? Yeah, Jiffy gets all the good jobs, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah, but he does the yeah. English part. You yeah. could do the Welsh part. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I would have to rectify that we situation. We will. Yeah, so. Uh, Six Nations, do you have any news? I know you are very interested in um, growing the, the game there as well. And, you know, for people to be aware of the success of well the English team. <laughs> maybe not the Welsh no French but uh... the women's tournament you're talking about yeah yeah England yes. won the Grand Slam again I mean it's becoming there is there are concerns that the sort of lack of competitive games now in the women's six nations and that is that is a worry for the tournament for the organizers etc but you know England are are a professional outfit and they're probably head and shoulders Above everybody else, certainly, certainly in the home nations, uh, the Scotland-Wales game was called off because uh, some French players um, contracted COVID up in Scotland the previous week. Also, some Scotland players um, picked up the virus. So it's been a very, very patchy tournament. But yet again, another Grand Slam for England. So um, quite how the gaps narrow, I don't know. I think it is going to require each home nation to plough more money into the women's game. But with all the, the financial implications of the virus again, I'm afraid it's the women's game that's probably going to suffer financially most of all. So, um, yeah, you know, just watch this space, I guess. Which is a shame, really, because, you know, there's so much potential in terms of growth, you know, for rugby if more women uh, play. I know in India, for instance, this is growing yeah. at a, quite a tremendous speed, you know. So it's, it's all about, you know, repositioning. As you know, I'm a marketer and I could work on that. There we are. That's growing. a good job for you. Keep you out of trouble. <laughs> you know, uh, but there's definitely some potential. So there is, uh, this is a shame, you know. I'm sure what they need is, um, you know, we had, I mean, in the UK before you had Malky, Ma- Maggie the Machine, yeah. you know, Maggie, Maggie Alfonsi, you know, was very much the... Uh, the cheerleader of um, I don't think she would like if I mention her as a cheerleader. Well, they're getting people like Rachel <laughs> Burford who you know are actually on the World Rugby Committee now, and you know it's been a great influence on the game. And of course, next year 
It's the Rugby World Cup for women in New Zealand. There, there's going to be a Europe, European qualifying tournament sometime before then. When they're going to fit that in, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, big year for women's rugby next year. And let's hope, you know, we've had a vaccine by then and uh, we can start getting some crowds in. Definitely. And maybe you and me, we can go there and, you know, and uh, <laughs> commentate on the women rugby between France You never and know. Wales. You never know, fun. do you? <laughs> yeah. So top 14, you know, it was actually, again, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't really top 14. It was more yeah. top 10 this week, this weekend, because three games had to be uh, postponed because of the, of COVID-19 rearing its uh, ugly head again. And uh, so, my goodness, you know, Saturday, first game between Bordeaux versus Jardin, uh, versus Verdun. Well, actually, it was very much a Verdun for Agen. It was a disaster for, um, for, 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 for Agen. Seven, seven defeats in seven games. And... Um, as we could expect, it's not it's not very pretty. But uh, the coach um, and the rugby director, you know, were were were, were given the sack. Seventy one five to Bordeaux, eleven tries conceded by Ajun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised mm -hmm. at that, that outcome. There's no much we can say. You know, it, it's probably need to regroup and rework on remotivate themselves because I know from uh, acquaintances I have in Agen, you know, the Agen, uh, the, the town is behind them. Oh, they absolutely. love their rugby. Yeah. You know, last week, yeah, and last week, even if they lost at home, you know, they they were applauded, you know, by by the yeah. by the public. So there is some 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 commitment. But um, yes, it's it's bad. It's not it's not so great. I'm hoping that they will um, they will get to win very shortly, so so we'll see. Um, then Brive versus um, Clermont. So Brive right now is uh, is ranked middle of the table. Clermont has been climbing, climbing. You know they had three uh, victories in the last in the last three weeks, and from the start, les Jaunards, the yellow team, yellow yeah. army. Yellow Devils <laughs> were just a bit too good for um, for for Brief, you know. Um, they, they they got out outplayed, um, and it's a shame. Um, it's the third time that um, Brief has been beaten, but you know they will regroup it again and analyze. But uh, the most frustrating for thing uh, for for me was the last five minutes when. Clermont scored one, I think it was two tries, you know, towards the end. So they came away with another yeah. bonus. So uh, let's uh, let's hope, you know, um, there will be better days for, for Brief. I mean, they, but they started really well, you know, at the beginning. So it's not so bad. Uh, still ranked, you know, middle, middle. Yeah, 43-21, as you say, to Clermont. Um, probably the last couple of scores um, flattered Clermont. Otherwise, it would have been a closer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, never mind, never mind. And then the last game was, oh, what a surprise. Shocking. Quel shock. Quel horreur. <laughs> Again, you know, cast. I don't know what they're eating and what they're having for their breakfast, but they're doing well. You know, they, they beat um, they beat uh, Le Stade Francais in... Uh, in, in... So, uh, no, I they were so it was. Very... Racing 92 they beat. 
Yeah. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. But Ratzinger, of course, without Finn Russell and, and Vakatower and and goodness knows who else in the French squad. So that was probably not taking away anything from Castro. That was probably uh, it didn't help Rassing any. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and to be honest with you as well, reason why Clermont is so good as well is because they have no players are playing in the um, in the French Castro, national mean, yeah? team. No, 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 in uh, oh, Clermont, Clermont it's the Sorry, first yeah. time in its history. Yeah, yeah yes, you're right. nobody. Yeah. Penaud yeah. would have been selected, yeah, but because he's injured, that's no, very unusual, isn't it? The team. So it is, it is. Um, so that means you know, that, you know, that top, you know, that the yeah. top guys, you know, in the top 14 right now playing against a team that not only have suffered, I wouldn't say suffered, but who are. Who are missing, you know, the international like Toulouse and yeah, um, and the next game that you just mentioned that you're going to talk about. Yes, well, I've got Sunday's games to to comment upon. And Stade Francais beat Toulouse 48-14, which is a big win for Stade Francais. But as you rightly say, Toulouse international players missing. Two tries in the opening seven minutes for Stade Francais, which which set the tone. Six tries in total for them. They were 28-7 up at half-time. So it looks like a pretty comfortable win uh, in the circumstances. And in the other game, Pau, Po, they were at, Pau, they were at home to mm-hmm. uh, La Rochelle. La Rochelle won 35-24 at half-time. La Rochelle were up 32-3. So... So the game was done and dusted, but uh, definitely the old cliche of a game of two halves. La Rochelle scored four tries in the first half and Poe scored three tries in the second half. So 35-24, the final score. And La Rochelle um, up to second in the table. Very good. And uh, Will Skelton played as well. He played really, really well from, from what I heard from the yeah. grapevine. Yeah, Will Skelton, yeah. you know, uh, used to play for Saracens, you know, as you know. But Paul, Paul, I wonder if there is Paul. There was a a, a character in uh, Teletubbies called Paul. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe why he's in the front row now. But Paul, la section Paulo. I'll tell you what. I'll just quickly run uh, through for the listeners the the top fourteen games coming up this weekend yes. on Friday. Uh, Toulon are at home to Breve, and then on Saturday, uh, Bordeaux face Bayonne, uh, Racing 92 face Po, Montpellier are at home to Stade Francais, Toulouse are at home to Castra, and then on Sunday, Ajan face Lyon. And first against second on Sunday is La Rochelle at home to Claremont. So that looks like the the top 14 game of the weekend to me. Mm, That sounds very, very good. And no international rugby this weekend, as we mentioned. But there will be some the week after. and that reminds me, Fabien Galtier is due to actually no, yeah, yeah. Today, today he was due to have a meeting with all his um, all his staff, you know, to select the next players that would play against uh, 
Fiji, because as you know, because of the, um, the, 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 the yeah. disagreement between the French League and the French, uh, uh, French National Rugby Association, you know, players can only play three games this, this, um, in, instead of six. So, yeah, I think yes. we'll probably have a... We'll we, we see, we'll see whether we can which is a bit of a nightmare for, for Fabien because he has to yeah. consider different players and what he really wants, his philosophy, is to sure. uh, be consistent, you know, to make sure that the players know each, with each, know each other really, really well. So I guess that maybe I'm wrong, but uh, Antoine and, and Roman... I would think so, especially against Fiji, you know, I would think. I'm a play. Certainly. But, you know, it's a good yeah. opportunity, isn't it, to, to build... Build the squad and, and give some of the some of the squad members a run out. You know this will all help because building up to a World Cup, you, you never know what injuries you're going to get and and you know what things might cause setbacks. So it's good to have a have a squad that have had you know plenty of game time. Definitely, definitely, it's good for them. And again, you know because yeah. they're so young as well, it's great experience. And even, you know, uh, Fabien Gattier was saying during the press conference that uh, he has seen, you know, the, um, the players getting uh, maturing yeah. as they, they played, you know, and learning from their mistakes as well. And obviously, there are some areas that need, it, they need some little bit of... Well, well do, you know what, do you know what brought it on for me? <laughs> I know you, you like to refer to the France-Wales game in Cardiff in the Six Nations. When, when they came over... There was a lot of talk about this inexperienced French side and how they would handle the the incredible pressure and the atmosphere of the Millennium Stadium. But they were they were so composed that day, and it really impressed me because they were a young team. They hadn't played in such a hostile environment, but they looked like they'd been playing there all their lives, you know. And that's that's testament to their skills and more importantly to their mental skills, I think. That is correct, absolutely. And the English as well is pretty good, I have to say, comparing to yeah. some players in the past. Uh, yeah, no, they can uh, speak a decent English yeah. when they are being interviewed as well, which is which is positive. Yeah, it's not surprising with now all kids, you know, all kids, all millennials, millennial, you know, listen stuff on yeah. um, YouTube, you know, and they've got Netflix and so on. So it's easier well, to watch. You know, it's... It's encouraged. It's encouraging them to learn the language. <laughs> Not that my English is very good. Their, their English is probably better than mine. But that's the story. <laughs> talking of now, this is yeah. about some Irish so, uh, We're talking yes. about people speaking English. Let me let me see whether you've listened to me. How do you say essay. a try in French? Un essay. Or Un deux essay. Deux essay. Or in Un Charles Olivon's case, quatre essay. <laughs> I know that was amazing. He's good. He's very impressive uh, coach as well. Knowing you know, he's yeah, only what yeah. 23, 24 and so already the captain playing. So is that my, is that, is that my lesson then? Is that nice, it? nice. Oh, okay. No, 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 that was the easy bit. Okay. Or is an easy okay. bit and then a, a difficult bit. How do you say a conversion in French? Tran is it tra transformation or something? Trans Yes, yes. I'm yes. almost fluent now. I'm almost fluent now. <laughs> okay, okay. That sounds good. At least you learn, you learn a few, few words. As it's great. You know, and another thing, you know, I know bringing, this is a bit late in the day now, but I thought Wayne Barnes, how wonderful to see a European referee speaking French at a French game because 
the French really get shortchanged, don't they, by English-speaking refs? Uh, especially if they have a strong oh, Welsh accent. <laughs> Sorry, Nigel, if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no they get used to us, you know, but he's, but... he's he's brilliant, isn't he? He's just such a good referee. He is, and I hope he won't retire soon. Um, but from what I heard on the podcast, when he invited, I think, uh, Hugo Money and, and uh, sorry, it's Hugo Money? Yeah. Hugo Money, yes. Um, uh, you know, his, his uh, sidekick, you know, the player that used to play in Queens, who now does podcast and care. commentating. Yeah. That's right, yes. And somebody else, I think last year they went to interview um, Wayne Barnes at his yeah. home in near Twickenham. And he mentioned that, uh, they mentioned is the fact that he's learning French. And he said, yeah, we, we uh, at the RFU, you know, they, are, uh, we are, they, they give us some, yeah. some uh, French lesson. But I have to, <laughs> to praise my wife, Polly Barnes, who speaks uh, French fluently. But I heard him a few times. It's just, you know, he just said a few words. He said, instead yeah, of exactly. forward, yeah. you know, it said en avant, you know, it's not just a few words, just bring some. Exactly. He's, he's making an effort, you know, he doesn't have to speak fluently, yeah. but just, yeah. just a little bit, you know. So because, you know, the French rugby players and the French referees always speak in oh, English. You know, the French referees are superb. They even, they even talk to their French colleagues in English. For the English audience, which I think is, which I think is marvelous. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, international language. But one thing I spotted is that the guy who was in the yeah. in his little van, TMO, <laughs> the judge. What do you call it? Yeah, he, he kept referring yeah. to Bart Barnsey. Yeah, well, Luke Pierce. He's, they are big friends, of course. They, they're all the English panels, so they they get on oh. really well and. Oh, uh, okay. No, I yeah, was quite no a bit relation. surprised. No commercial. No relation, seen, uh... by the way, in case anybody gets the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything. I don't think I don't people think I'm related to a referee. Th- I get enough abuse. With all the trauma that's going on with the wheels losing, uh, I, I'm afraid I haven't dug out my joke book. But I promise you and the listeners, I'll I'll get something very special for. Episode 10. Yeah, well, we'll see. So that's okay. I, I have two jokes for you. Oh, they're very nice. You know, I could be very oh, okay. cool, but no, oh, come yeah, on. We live in enough full times. <laughs> yes, we need to laugh. So what tea do rugby players drink? What tea do rugby players drink? I don't know. No, no idea. Pinol tea. Jeez, oh, jeez. <laughs> Where do you get these from? Have you got? I won't say. I've got lots of rugby connection all over the world. <laughs> okay, I've got. I do apologize. I've got to tell. Yeah, go on. One Let's here. get out of the way. A terrible one. Why do props like smart women? Props like smart women. I have no idea. Because opposites oh, attract. Geez. I think uh, next time you meet Denver Pamba, I think you should tell him that one and see what he says. <laughs> and you know what? This is so wrong because so many props are very Benjamin, very Benjamin Case, if you're listening, you know, the, uh, the name is uh, Veronique Landau, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Brian Moore, he's so clever as well. He's a, 
I really like his, uh, his podcast, yeah. so opinionated, and he says what he thinks. I really am looking forward to having him in our podcast one day. Brian Moore, if you listen to it, you know, we, 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 um, we follow on each other on Twitter. Oh, you know, sometimes, oh he hasn't sometimes blocked you yet? Chat online, so. Oh, wow, that's okay. Not yet. Oh, maybe he's, maybe <laughs> he's muted because you can't tell. I'm a woman. I'm not going to say anything. Just have to look at what he was talking about, about Sean Connery and which uh, which film actually remembers really well, which was the name of the rose in which, in which you know, there was a scene that really, 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 oh, okay. uh, that, he, that he really liked. And of course, because I've got such a good memory regarding cinema, I knew yeah. exactly the one you referred. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a, another legend who left us uh, to, um, well, I can't say to early, Yeah, it was a no, sad what, week, what wasn't amazing, it, with, um, with the Welsh legend JJ J. Williams as well, also yes. um, uh, sadly departing. You know, great, great player and certainly... Uh, Somebody who I idolised during my youth, marvellous player for Clenetley and Wales, and um, you know really sadly missed. And obviously, you know, deepest sympathies to to, to family and friends. Yes, absolutely, it's very very sad time. But uh, um, talking uh, to finish on a earlier note, if there were a rugby player uh, that were offered the role of James Bond, who do you think would play that? Oh, that's role? an interesting one, isn't it? Has to be tall. It has to be sexy. It has to be suave. It needs to be hairy, please. <laughs> we don't want any any airless James Bond. We want oh, okay, Sean Connery. Yeah, that's a tricky one. I think. I think. I think Nigel. I know they shave everywhere. Bond, don't you? <laughs> As his sidekick, yeah, maybe. that's oh, an interesting no. one, isn't it? I think mm. we ought to think about that for next week. I think we go away, think, come back. Some some rugby players who would be a good James Bond, and if if any of the listeners um, can can think of anybody, please tweet in, yeah, to to one of us, and uh, and we'll read them out on air. What do you think? Yeah, sounds brilliant, absolutely. And what we will do is that um, yeah, if you can, t- um, when I start promoting this podcast, you know, I always copy in my. My uh, my sidekick, my co-host <laughs> Mike Pierce and myself. But yes, I will make sure that I add that that question. So that's uh, that could be interesting, you know. In the past, I saw yeah. have the Martin I think Johnson he'd be, make a good villain, head. Bond villain, wouldn't he? Certainly. <laughs> oh, it would be great. Yes, yeah, absolutely. There we are. So we got some food for thought. Food for thought. Yeah, probably be a, a back anywhere as James Bond. Yeah, yeah. And a villain yeah, as... Yeah, giving us something, to, <laughs> something to concentrate on for next week. Forget the rugby, we'll just do James Bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything to take our mind away. But hey, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, my Welsh hey, friend. Sorry right. about the result. Okay. Um, there's more, there's more important things at the moment, aren't they? Just yeah. hope everybody stays safe. You know, listen to the podcast. Please subscribe if you can. Please leave any feedback and uh, just stay safe. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. So it's a pleasure to see our rates going up and up and up and up and up. Soon we'll be uh, behind the uh, Ryan Moss podcast. <laughs> yeah, shaken. shaken you take care, my friend, week, and okay? all our listeners. <laughs> Au revoir. You bet. Au revoir. Bye.